If you would, uh, take your Bibles and turn to Jeremiah 6, 16. Um, I kind of got a little heads, I got kind of a little heads up on Alex. Uh, pastor came to me um, yesterday during James and Kristen's wedding and said, you got 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden I got nervous, but this uh, verse pierced my heart. Uh, Jeremiah 6, 16, if you're up there, say amen. amen. I would like if you would uh, stand as I read the word of God. The Bible says, thus saith the Lord, word of God. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the way, and see and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way, and walk therein? And ye shall find the rest of your soul. You shall find rest for your soul. But they said, we will not walk therein. Let us pray. My Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord God, for loving a sinner like me, saving my sinful soul. God, as I believe, God, I'm not where I should be, God. God, I don't deserve this position, this spot, God. I give all the honor and glory to you. God, preach me like you'd have me to preach, God. I pray, God, you would touch, and I pray, God, you would stir. Father in heaven, I love you, and God, I thank you, Lord. God, bless this remaining of the service, I pray. Thank you for the spirit we've already felt. In Christ's name, amen. As I said, God's, uh, God put this on my heart, and I want to preach on this. Give me that old-time religion. I tell you what, we live in the year 2016. We live in a modern, perverted society where we wonder what's going on with the world. Well, I tell you what's going on with the world. It's because the church has stopped. It's because the church has backed up. It's because the church has stopped firing the gospel fire. I want to say... They say we can't build a church on this modern society and old-time religion. May I say, when I got saved at 17 years old, I didn't walk into a Methodist church. I didn't walk into a dead church. I walked into a church where the man of God preached the Word of God. Amen. And I'm here to say, God saved my soul in the fire, and I'm not going out in the smoke. I'm here to say, God called me to preach in the fire. I'm going to preach the fire. Amen. God, mm. I stand where I don't belong, I'll be honest with you. I'm four years down the road, but God's done so much for me. Let me I say this. They say you can't build, they say you cannot reach this society of young people with the old-time way. I'm here to say the old-time way still works, amen, because that's the way I got in. We, we live in a day where they say, it's, it's simply right here in the latter part of verse 16. We will not walk therein. Now that's the last point of this sermon, but I want to say that's a pity and a sad, but yet that's the voice of this modern society. That's the voice of this church. We will not walk in. May I say this? I will walk in. Amen. The old past worked then. It's going to work now. Amen. Oh. I want to say, give me that old-time religion. I want to say, first of all, give me that old-time preaching. Amen. I tell you what we're missing in societies nowadays. We got the Joe Austin's on television. They're going around smiling, telling people, you'll go to heaven if you just be good. You'll go to heaven if you put money in my pockets. You'll go to heaven if you help us out. May I say this? It's only by the blood of the Lamb we will reach heaven. May I say this? When I walked in the Calvary Baptist Church, I didn't sit on a pew until and tell me and, and hear the man of God tell me, you're good on the way you are. I came in here lost and on my way to hell. But it was the preaching of the Word of God. And in, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, the Apostle Paul tells young Timothy, Preach the Word. Be it the in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. May I say, first of all, give me that old-time preaching. Let me tell you this. 
What we're missing in preaching nowadays, we're missing the preaching of sin's sentence. What I mean by that? Sin's punishment. It's sad to go around to a church where they're supposed to be reaching sinners and we've gotten to the point and the place where we've gotten apathetic with what we're supposed to be doing. We've gotten cold and indifferent. May I say in 2016, my generation, a little bit of the generation above me and the generation under me, we are reaping we are reaping the fruits of the generation above us. We are reaping their compromise. We are reaping the carnality. We are reaping their carelessness. May I say this? You want to know what's wrong with the generation coming up? You look around, you ask yourself, why is there so many wrong youth people? Why is there so many youth people in the, in the, in the youth part of the church? Why is there so less? I work, um, I'm a painter. I go around door to door and we, we do painting. Um, I've worked for a lot of uh, fancy, I guess you can say rich people. And... Uh, when they hear that I'm a pastor, when they hear I'm a preacher, first thing they ask me, they say, so what are you going to be a minister for? And I freeze. I mean, because there's, there's a couple contradictories there. Right. I'm not a minister. I'm a preacher. Right. I'm not a reverend. I'm a preacher. Right. Um, may I also say this? I also, and they, the first thing they ask me, the first thing they ask me, I go to a church. Why is, there so, why is, there, why is there young people? How do we reach the young people? We try all this to reach the young people. We try, you know, we, we, try to, we try to act. The problem is you can't, you can't. It's like this. Um, my mama always told me growing up, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. You know what's the problem with the churches? We've gotten to the point to where, we come, where we've become apathetic to the point to where we want to bring them in. We want to fill the pews. We want to fill the church, but yet we're not interested in filling that church. And God called us to fill that church. May I, so the first thing I want to say is sin sentence. Wherefore, Romans 5.12, Thank God a man of God sold and preached the word of God and sin's punishment. Wherefore, by one man sin entered into the world, and by death sin, and, and so death passed unto all men, for all have sinned. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. I thank God that there was a man of God who told me about my sins, who told me that if I didn't get saved, I was going to die and go to the devil's hell, which by all means I deserve. May I also say, uh, as far as give me that old time preaching, sin sentence, I want to say, give me that old time preaching of the sovereign Savior, amen. I want to thank God in Romans 6, 23, even though it said for the wages of sin and death, it also said in the latter part, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed him should not perish, but have everlasting, but have everlasting life. Chapter, verse 17, for God sent, hmm, for God sent not his son into the world. <laughs> to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. Amen. I thank God that he didn't just come in, and he didn't come in just to wipe out old sinners like us, which he could. He could have came to this world and said, Father, it's hopeless. Father, there's no point. But no, he said, I love them. He showed the compassion. He showed compassion which no man could have. Amen. I thank God that there was old time preaching. I thank God for the, I thank God for the preaching of sin sentence. I thank God for the preaching of the sovereign Savior. I also thank God for the preaching of Satan's snares. As a child of God, when I first got saved, I didn't know that being saved meant the devil was against me. When I was lost, the devil was for me. I got saved, the devil was against me. You're saved, the devil's against you. Do realize that. Do realize that every Sunday morning, why you should be in church on Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday nights, when the revival is here, when we have Jubilee, every time the doors open. Why do we need church? Because Satan has snares, and he's going to entrap each and every one of us as he can. The Bible, 
The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. It didn't say seeking the lost. It didn't say seeking those who are saved. And whoever he can get his nasty grasp on, he will try to pull you into a devil's hell. As a child of God, you can't go to hell, but as a child of God, he will stop you from making an impact for Christ. Amen. We see the preaching of sin sentence, the sovereign Savior, Satan snares. But I also want to say, give me that old-time religion. Give me that old-time, heaven-sent, God-sweet power of God. Amen. I want to say right here, you get the power of God. As I begin to think and I begin to read, God put a burden and a desire for me to listen to preaching when I first got saved. I didn't know he was going to call me to preach. I didn't know this where I'd be standing. But God put a love for preaching in my heart. And may I say this? I got to the point to where I like to read after the old men of God, the Oliver B. Greens, the D.L. Moody's, the R.B. Lakins. I mean, I love to read after that. But what gets me is just reading. I get chills from reading their sermons. I get chills and I feel God all over the, just reading a sermon from 40 years ago. Because they had power of God on them. They had power. They had unction. They had something that, man, in the past month, praying for revival, I've gotten to a place that I've never felt so hungry and thirsty for God. I just want His power on my life. I honestly believe that for Calvary to make it to the... We want revival. But for us to get to that revival, I believe we got to get to the point to where we want His power. Because without His power, honestly, man can't manifest it. Man can't manifest the revival that Calvary needs. For Calvary to go to the future that Calvary... God has a future for Calvary Baptist Church before us to reach it. we got to get that power so we can have that revival. Same thing with a Christian walk. Same with a Christian lives. We need that power. First of all, may I say to obtain the power of God, you need to be in the untainted Scripture. What do I mean by that? The King James Bible. Those red letters on those pages. That Word of God, not some perversion of man. They say that you can't understand the Bible. They say statistically that the Bible was written on the fifth grade level. Your NIVs and all that were written by college people. So you tell me. It's not the fact of intellect. It's the fact they're spiritually discerned. It's the fact you cannot understand the Bible if you're lost. So we see that... Um, the power comes from the untainted scripture. Romans 1.16 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. May I say that Greek was us? Were those Gentiles? He saved, he saved the Jews but thank God he came for the Gentiles. Amen. May I say the power of God in untainted scripture. How else do you get that power of God? In the unnatural services. You read Acts. You read Acts two, honey. You read Acts two, and you start to read, and, and um, the apostles were they were sitting in the house, and the Holy Spirit came upon them. God swooped down in the house and came upon them, and they went out to preach, and God gave them the speaking of tongues. What the speaking of tongues was in the was in their knowledge of their language. It wasn't some unknown language. He was the Greek was speaking Greek. They were speaking Greek to the Greek. All those around those speaking, you know, they were speaking into everyone's known tongue. I say that because people are still a little frantic about speaking in tongues. But, um, you know, we got the unnatural service, and they got in, and, man, they were preaching, and they were preaching and preaching, and people said, man, they got to be drunk with some new wine. What's, what's gotten into them? That's different. Let me tell you what gotten into them. Before they hit those streets and started preaching, they was in the house, and God swooped in, and God got a hold of them, and God touched them, and God filled them with the power of His Spirit. So how are we going to attain that power? Through the untainted scripture. How are we going to attain that power? Through the unnatural services. we got to get stop putting God in a box. My, it's sad to hear these many phrases. Microwave Christianity. Spare tire religion. Um, my personal favorite, genie God. 
You know, I mean, y'all know what genies are. You know what a genie is. You rub the lamp, genie comes out, you have your three wishes. That's a genie, honey. That's not my God. You need to get God out of your box. You need to get God out and let God control you instead of to try controlling God. So we need to have those untainted scripture to get the power into the unnatural services. And um, number three on this one, the undoubted supplication. What do I mean by that? Serious prayer. I was telling Haley a couple days ago, it's one thing to pray to pray. We do, we pray because, you know, it's God tells us to pray. We do right because we do right. But let me tell you, there's a difference in praying to pray and praying to pour out to God. I love those moments. I mean, there's been plenty of times I prayed to pray because, you know, I got to pray. I pray over my meals because I got to pray over my meals. But there's times I'll be praying over lunch and God get a hold of me, buddy. I ain't hungry for that food no more. I'm hungry for God all of a sudden. You know, I can't even eat because God's all in it. But we got to have the unnatural services, the undoubted supplications. we got to get serious in our prayer life. We want revival. But as Alex said, but as Alex said, we got to sacrifice that. we gotta, we got to sacrifice after that. So give me that old-time preaching, that old-time power. And lastly, I want to say, give me that old-time passion. There was a passion about those men of God back in those days. There was a passion that they had. Let me say, first of all, they had a passion for the sinner. God said, Mark 16, 15, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We know that one. Luke 14, 23, And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, that in my house, that my house may be filled. we got to have the compassion. Christ had a compassion for sinners. If it's compassion, he didn't have the compassion, we'd all still be lost on our way to hell. But he had compassion. You know what he said? Now you have compassion. To the point to where you go on soft side on bus visitation and you don't knock on that door because it looks shady because the sliding door's hanging off the road because maybe the house smells like marijuana or some type of narcotic. I come from that home. You know, if, if this church was not accepting of my family, we would not be here. It's as simple as that. But this church had compassion. This pastor had compassion. We need to have compassion on sinners that are dying and going to hell. We also need to have compassion for the, for the distressed saints. John 15, 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another as, ye, as I have loved you. Romans 15, 1, we may then be strong. Ought to bear, we ought, those who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not, not to please ourselves. We ought to have compassion for each other. We ought to have compassion for each other. Lastly, there was a problem at the end of this. They said, we will not walk therein. Will you walk therein or not walk therein? The choice is yours. The fire of old-time religion is dying out. I'm 21 years old. I've been preaching for three years. I'm hungry more after God than I've ever been, son. And I tell you what, I'm going for God. I'm going to grab that fire.